This is Four People with Bishop Rob Wright. Welcome to Four People with Bishop Rob Wright. I'm your host, Melissa Rao, and this podcast is a conversation on the Four Faith weekly devotional sent out every Friday. You can find a link in this week's Four Faith and a link to subscribe to Four Faith in the episode description. Bishop, thank you for your devotion. You titled it Page Two. It's based on Philippians chapter three, verses four through 14, where Paul is kind of painting a resume of himself. He's saying, you know, he's listing out all of his privilege. He's kind of saying like, I've got this, I've got this, I've got this, but then none of that really compares to what I have in Jesus. Bishop, you finish your devotion and you say, it's time to update your resume. It's time for a page two. So I just got to ask. Bishop, what's on your page two? <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, well, on on page two is what we've sacrificed. I think that um, uh, you know, if you're going to be effective, um, uh, you're going to have to trust your reputation uh, to God. You can't you can't be obsessive compulsive about your reputation. You're going to have to try to follow your faith, and that's going to lead you uh, aside to some people. Um, uh, and so, you know, following Jesus will piss off your de- democratic friends and it'll piss off your Republican friends. And so, um, I, I, I think that, um, I'm continuing to think about that, continuing to offer that up is, is that the, the need for popularity and, uh, um, you know, and to be well thought of, I think when, when we put faithfulness that that uh, first that goes on page two. I think that's what Paul is saying. He realizes that. I think that on my page two is some some uh, real important intersections that I've, I've passed through where you you thought that something was particularly golden, and then to, to live a little while longer, you realize that it's not. Um, uh, I remember having a, a a wonderful conversation with a, a very senior cleric, and and they were talking about what really matters, and what really matters is. Uh, if you can look yourself in the mirror and say you've been faithful, that's what really matters. And and so I've decided to put a lot of stuff uh, in the garbage can that is not that. And uh, and now you end up sort of thinking about, uh, do my words of faith, do my prayers have integrity? I hope that's on my page too. Um, and then I, I, I think that what Paul is also talking about is what motivates his page too is what he what he wants? What does he want? We all we all want something. What do you want? What do you want? And Paul says, "I want to know Christ. I want to actually know Him, and I want to know Him in the way that He uh, seems to be inviting us to know to know Him, and that is through uh, the crosses that we carry. Uh, that is through the, rede- the redemption that we've experienced. Uh, that is through the the blessings that we find even in the midst of suffering." Uh, and so I, I, I guess uh, the reason why it, it occurred to me to, to write this and, and title it page two is because I, I, I myself and other people, you know, we have a very sort of meticulously manicured LinkedIn page. We have wonderful resumes and vitae's and, and, <laughs> and we've earned all of those accolades. We've earned those certificates and, uh, and, and um, you know, all of that. We've earned that. Uh, but, but Paul then begins to sort of move away from that. And, and uh, to this other thing, which is um, now, can you say that those things are really secondary to Jesus in your life? And that's the big jump. Uh, and so while I can fill up one page, page one of lots of things, 
that I've done and accomplished and achieved, and those are fine. Can I, can I, what does my page two look like? What's on there in terms of how I've lived for God, um, how I've suffered, uh, whatever it is, uh, simply because of my faith, uh, et cetera. And, and, and that's, that can be personal. And even if it's a personal exercise, I, I commend it. So uh, I wonder what's on your, your page, too, at least some <laughs> of the items on your page, too, Melissa. <laughs> Bishop, when you were talking, you know that Sinead O'Connor song, Nothing Compares to You? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when you were talking about that knowing Christ, really knowing Christ and, and what you're working towards, nothing compares to that. And it's it's interesting how much we work towards building up stuff that ultimately doesn't matter when comparatively speaking to the relationship that we do or don't have with Jesus. So that was just a reflection. What's on my page two? Uh, when I read your devotion uh, at the event and time to update your resume, I thought, dang, Bishop, <laughs> like, <laughs> I need to, I need to do some work because I'm not sure what would be on it. Yet after giving some thought, I was thinking, well, maybe time, I think time's one that I've been very intentional about, I don't want to say giving it up, but it's time that I set aside to pray, to reflect, to journal um, as a part of my, my, my spiritual disciplines, my habits. So I think that's one. And I was also thinking about some people might say, well, what about our reputation or being nice or saying all the right things or trying not to quote rock the boat? And that the big question I have for you is along those lines of how do we stay in right relationships with one another if we're standing up for what we believe in and there are just people who maybe, quote, don't get it the way we want them to get it? You know, I, I mean, we're, we're living in such a polarized, divisive time. My kids the other day, they, they were complaining that this one family member is they're appalled by the choice that they're that that he or she is making for voting. And my daughter said, Well, if they vote that way, I'm probably not gonna live past 60. And so very kind of snarkily, I said to her, I said, Well, then you got nothing left to lose. <laughs> and I'm like, fortunately, we know the end of the story. So come on, live without abandon. I don't know what question I have for you, but I'm curious. I don't know what your thoughts are about living with integrity, yet also living in peace and forgiveness. I don't know how to reconcile that. Yeah, I, 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 let me take a stab at it. I, I think that what which needs to go on our page too, or sort of what scripture sketches out for us as spiritual maturity, right? And so, um, you know, what, what do we say on our resumes, you know, have completed this course and, you know, have this degree and um, have this certificate and uh, achieve this, a, a member of this prestigious group, et cetera. And so, you know, the same w- might be true spiritually for us is that have we, have we sort of, are we, me- are we sort of card carrying members of the forgiveness club? Uh, are, are we really, are we, are we able and, and athletic when it comes to forgiveness? Uh, are we sort of card carrying members of the, uh, of the elite club of people who are generous um, you know, or, I mean, so, so on and on, right down the, right down the, the sort of line, all the competencies laid out in Jesus by scripture, are, are we card carrying members of the people who forget themselves and remember neighbor? 
Um, are we a part of the group that goes to the edges because we know that Jesus is there, not, not out of noblesse oblige or guilt, but we go there because those people who have a lot less than us are our siblings, right? So, so I mean, that's, that's, that's you know, th- those are the competencies. So I, I guess, I guess um, the, the, the resume bit, you know, whenever I look at someone's resume, uh, you know, what you're supposed to glean from their resume is they have ability, competency, and capacity in a particular area. Uh, not only that, but they have experience. And not only that, but they are a member of, they are members of, of groups um, that have distinguished themselves in some particular way. And I think this is what Paul is saying uh, ought to be true for us. Is, is that the Christian should not just be a title, uh, that there should be some real competencies behind all that. And, and if we had a page two of our resume, it should say that we're sort of not just affiliated with the faith, but we actually are, uh, are uh, advanced, proficient, uh, advanced, advanced, I'm sorry, and proficient. I mean, the truth of the matter is, is that many, many folks who are in church now have been in church for many, many decades. And, and so I think when Paul makes his statement, he's making a statement of real spiritual maturity. I'm not just a member of a congregation, right? Uh, I am in, endeavoring to be a Christian in its fullness. I, I'm, a, I'm endeavoring to, to, uh, to increase in capacity in the ways that Jesus said we ought to. And so I, I think that, you know, page two has to look that way. And of course, Paul talks about suffering. And so uh, are we competent in suffering? What's our life like with silence, especially silence when we're longing for answer, right? I mean, are we disoriented? What happens when, when hunger hits us, uh, you know, a real spiritual hunger hits us? Do, do we have storm weathering capacity uh, in our faith? I mean, this is, the, this is the stuff I think a lot about now when COVID-19 has hit, the pandemic has hit, is, is that it showcased the maturity of us or the lack of maturity of us, right, in terms of spiritual maturity. In other words, do we have well-worn Christian sort of tools, if you will, or do we have the tools, but they're still in the wrapping paper, right? So when Paul is saying this bit that ends up being his, his uh, page two, if you will, he's saying that, that, that um, you know, I, I'm not new to this. Uh, th- these are the things that make for a real abiding Christian life, and I know how to use them, and we ought to be using them, and these things are the real things in life. All right. Well, we'll be right back with four people after a short break. If you're enjoying Four People with Bishop Rob Wright, we encourage you to subscribe. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Bishop Rob Wright. Welcome back to Four People with Bishop Rob Wright. So Bishop, I'd really like to talk about individuality and uniqueness. You know, we're all Christians. We all are different parts of the body. We are all composed and comprised of different things, different talents, different interests, etc. So when I'm thinking about a resume, I'm wondering, and I'm sorry that this is not necessarily an open-ended question, is page two, should that look the same for every Christian or are the ways that we might be unique? Oh no, I, I I think that um, I think it will be unique, but I think you know there'll be there'll be a lot of um, connectivity with one another. I think that that uh, being unselfish it can be expressed many ways, but at the core, it's unselfish. I think that um, 
I think that being um, curious about God uh, and and uh, and deepening a relationship based on that healthy curiosity will take different expressions. But I think at the at the core, it's the same. You know, and on and on. I think reconciliation with one another uh, over division and brokenness, uh, whether at home or at work or wherever we find ourselves, will take on different manifestations. But the, but the core is the same. So, I mean, it's sort of a both end. Yeah, I think there'll be different expressions, but the spirit is the same, mm. right? So St. Paul put it this way, and this is in your words. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the sharing of his suffering by becoming like him in his death. That if somehow I may retain the resurrection from the dead. I, I can't help but wonder how we even begin to live into that charge or that desire. What does that even look like? Well, you know, I'm, I'm glad uh, to, have, uh, to have been a pastor of a congregation. And, uh, you know, the best answer I can give you as to what it looks like is, is that I've held the hands of people who are dying and I've seen it uh, and it looks just like that. That, that people lying in great infirmity and weakness, taking their very last breaths, somehow have a sense that they are in the hands of a trustworthy God. And there was no performance. Uh, there was no uh, party speak or line maintaining. Uh, I have met uh, authentic faith on the deathbed. I have met authentic faith in the ICU. I have met authentic faith in the office where people tell you the deepest, darkest secret, and they believe that God will forgive them. Um, I, I have seen it in the marriage counseling office where both parties acknowledge that something is broken, but there's a power that could help to restore. Um, I have seen it in parents who have buried children who have found the words to, to realize that even though they will grieve forever for this lost child, this hole in their life, that somehow um, God can make something of that. I have seen that personally, um, where I was the one who was quiet and they were the ones who were doing the talking. So when Paul says it, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like it's a big stretch, having been a pastor, having seen people really give voice to that which is to say they, they believe that resurrection is real and they believe that somehow God can turn, you know, death into life and, uh, and garbage into gold. And so that's the only way I know it. Uh, it's, it's, I've been infected with it. Uh, Paul's described it, but I've met it in people and, 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 um, you know, and I aspire to it uh, in my own days. And from time to time I have fleeting uh, sort of, uh, appropriation of it. But if you've ever met it, you'll know it and you'll know that Paul's words are true. This is heavy stuff, Bishop. And I love the idea of talking about people kind of at those pivotal life moments where people are more discerning, contemplative, thoughtful, reviewing, and that being kind of a thin place for people knowing that they have some decisions to make. That's easy for me to see. What's not so easy is figuring out how to help people live into that in their daily lives, you know? And I think this is kind of where the rubber meets the road, right? How do we as Christians, how do we do this every day 
without feeling like epic failure. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is why it's helpful to read Paul's letters. Paul felt like a failure many, many days. Uh, And Paul was regarded as a failure and a loser by lots and lots of people. Uh, um, So, I mean, I I, I think that um, how we do it is one hour at a time, one step at a time, one crisis at a time, one storm at a time is, is how we do it. Um, I, I think that this is, this is, um, you know, what do we say to the world? I mean, the world doesn't need many sermons, many more sermons. I think what the world needs is, is a lot more genuine article encounters. And so I, I think that, um, you know, uh, you know, what do we say that God became uh, flesh in the person of Jesus Christ? I think that therein lies the answer, right? Is that the world is looking for incarnated truth. And so while you and I will never, uh, you know, be able to sort of fully be an expression of this, right? It takes a, a lifetime to be able to get some toehold on it. I think that is never the, nevertheless the direction. And when we do, and if we do, and as we do, right, we change and we change around us. You know, I was listening to a professor up at Emory today, and he was a young man, uh, Greg Ellison is a guy, and uh, he, he was uh, he was doing a wonderful little interview and as a, as a young man, a bright young man, he said to his, his grandmother, uh, Mama, you know, I, I tell me now how to change the world. <laughs> well, what, a, what, a, what a question. What a question, right? What, a, I, what an enterprising young man. How can I change the world, Grandma? And his grandmother thought a moment and she said, baby, I don't know how to change the world. I don't know if you can change the world. I don't know anything about that. But I know you can change the three feet around you. And so I don't think that Paul thought he was changing the world. I think Paul had an encounter with something real that compelled him to be a better person than he was when he started. And that was real for him, and he tried to live that out. And he fell down seven times, but he got up eight. And so, you know, the, the, I, I appreciate the question, but, but, but you know, I like uh, Greg Elson's grandma's answer. Uh, I, I don't know what I'm doing is going to have any impact or people are going to care about it in Ukraine or Sri Lanka. But, but, you know, I have three feet around me and maybe five feet around me, maybe 10 feet around me that I can try to positively and constructively impact. And so I think that, you know, if I can incarnate these things by the help of the Holy Spirit, right, even as a failed delivery system, um, uh, then I think that what we're offering the world is what Jesus offers the world. And that is, that is the truth, you know, naked and afraid, uh, naked and unafraid. That's great advice. Well, Bishop, do you have any final thoughts for our listeners? <laughs> you ask me that every week and I, do. I, I don't. <laughs> every, every time. I don't, I don't. I, I think that um, uh, with, with all soberness and, uh, and all preacher talk aside, I, I think that what, what Paul found was something that was real, more real than everything else he found. It was just more, it was just real. And he decided to bet on the thing that was most real. And that for him was a life with Jesus. And, and as he moved down that road, he realized that the, the things that he had said no to and, and walked away from, that he was right to walk away from them and that he was right to walk towards Jesus. And, and you know, he, we've got many books that, where he says that in lots of different ways, but that's the bottom line. What is real? And will you give yourself to it? Well, that's certainly a prayer. Bishop, thank you, and thank you listeners for listening to Four People with Bishop Rob Wright. You can keep up with us on Instagram and Facebook at Bishop Rob Wright. Please subscribe, leave a review, 
and we look forward to be back back with you next week.